Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. I'm, I was serious when I said earlier, I'm so, so, so excited because it's not every day that I get to interview my own very first real business coach who helped me go from zero to, you know, six figures um, very, very quickly. So, Miss Danielle Jervy Harmon, would you please tell the audience something about yourself that they're not going to find in your bio in your own words? That's hard because my life is an open book. Um, <laughs> I love God with everything that I am, and I do not apologize for it. I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles and business growth strategy. And I've been able to leverage that to help my clients explode their lives and business in every way. They become better wives, better parents, better business owners, like everything about their life changes because I said yes to do this work. And so, I'm honored, humbled, grateful, appreciative to be sitting here with you, Tish. I love, you know, talking about our work together and, you know, you're still in many of my email sequences. We have this one email, which Tish do you want to be? Yeah, like, and it's a, you know, our story, how I followed up with you for a year and then you finally gave yourself permission to come into the program and then you were at six figures in 10 minutes. So it's like, do you want to be the Tish that says yes and, and gets to her milestone? Or do you want to be the Tish that lets me follow up with her for a year? <laughs> like, which Tish do you want to be? So I'm, I'm grateful to you. You know, I love you. I, I love all that you are and all that you present to the world. And so this is an honor and a privilege. Oh my God. And I'm like, literally, I was like, okay, you're not going to cry during this episode. <laughs> and I feel my eye already like, ah! <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Because our relationship, because now when I think about it, I've been in Phoenix for six years, almost seven years. And I was still in El Paso when we started working together. We first so started, yeah. You were moving. Yeah, I was just getting ready to move. So it's been a long time. It's been a life-changing relationship, to say the very least. I've grown and learned so much from you. Um, and I want our audience to get just a sneak peek. And you have so many things out there. People can, can hear about you, learn about you in lots of places. But I'm privileged that you're here to share with our audience a little bit about yourself. So why don't you tell us, who do you believe, Danielle, you've had to become in order to experience the level of success that you currently enjoy? 
Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Now where's my tissue? So who yeah. have I had to become? So I had to become a surrendered vessel. See, I had to be willing to let go of what was good in order to allow God to use me to be great. Uh, yeah, this is going to be different than yeah, your yeah. I feel, I feel that. Right. Um, I had to be willing to not be right and be the expert all of the time and be willing to become the student. I had to be willing to let go of things and people who weren't serving me in order to open up the space for those who were created for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's who I've had to become in a, I something, right? It's a perpetual, it's a, it's a journey, not a sprint. Um, I haven't arrived yet. I've done some pretty remarkable things, but the best hasn't even happened yet. Like I think about scripture, my eyes haven't seen, my ears haven't heard, neither has it entered into my heart who it is that God has for me because I love him. Yeah. So you said something, I was on one of your training calls in preparation for your conference is coming up. And you said something that I had, I don't, I, don't, I have not had a chance to tell you this yet, I don't think. So my husband had said something the prior Sunday they hit me like a, like a brick. And I was like, oh, okay, God. And then you said the exact same thing during the training call. So I've been kind of sitting with this for the last mm-hmm. few days. And what you said and what he had said previously was, you are willing to settle for being a hundred thousandaire when God has called you to be a multimillionaire. And you yeah. said something almost exactly when you were speaking. So tell me, why do you believe people kind of settle for what is okay instead of, cause you said already, you know, we don't want to settle for what's good when God has better and he has best for yeah. us. Why do you think that's the case? Because it's comfortable. Yeah. It's easy to keep going for what you've already got. It takes faith. Like you don't have all the answers when you go to try to do something you haven't done yet. Yeah. It takes full reliance on God. You have to become a frog in order for you to get to what it is that you really want. And, you know, I think that there, there's levels and, and degrees to a desire to be at your next level. Like I literally just did an Instagram live on the comparison of your vantage point to your vision point. And so your vantage point is the glass ceiling that you've created for yourself. You keep bumping up against it because you're looking at everything from a limited viewer perspective. But your vision port is if you let your heart speak, it's where you know you're supposed to be. Wow. And most people are unwilling to do what they need to do to shift from vantage point to vision point because vantage point isn't all bad, right? Like in my scenario, I can tell my own story about sitting at a million dollars and, you know, there are people who will say, how dare how dare you call that playing small, right? Because they haven't gotten to that level yet. But when you're sitting at a million and you're supposed to be at 10, you're still playing small. It's all relative. And the difference between vantage point and vision point is it's faith, it's surrender, and it's consistent action. Mm -hmm. And most people are unwilling to surrender, operate in faith, but still take consistent action when they don't know what they should be doing because the how is not your job. Girl, can we just stop right there for a minute? (laughs) 
minute. We got to back up because you just blew somebody's socks off right that moment. Faith, surrender, and consistent action. And I think, and I know, because I'm, you know, my husband's a pastor, I, I'm in ministry. We get real comfortable in the faith and the surrender, at least partial surrender, because it's not real surrender without the action. But the consistent yeah. action is where people get tripped up. I believe because you said when the how has not been revealed yet, mm-hmm. we don't we don't think we should be doing anything, and we find ourselves sitting still when we should be moving. When we should yeah, be- God will give you more while you're moving than He ever will while you're sitting still. Girl, and people think that because this this is for all of the people that are waiting on God. No, yeah. ma'am, sir, God is waiting on you because He is already giving you dominion. He has already given you the power and the ability to create wealth, and He has already told you what the end is going to be. Uh, why are you waiting on him? <laughs> Get your butt moving, but it's easier. See, that's our comfort place is to say we're waiting. on. Well, when God tells me, but the thing is, God has already told you. Yeah. If you've been listening, he's always speaking. He's never quiet. You yeah. can't hear him when you are buttoned up against your vantage point. When yeah. you're in this place of stuck, you don't, you have no access to God. You can't hear him, but he never stops talking. But it's because you're stuck at your vantage point instead of progressing to your vision point and opening yourself up to whatever the vision is going to be. Right. Like I always say, God, I'm willing to I'm willing for my what I want to not happen if you want something greater. I love that. I love that. You know, my prayer just this morning was help me not to be self absorbed, but to be spirit led, because Mm -hmm. otherwise I'm always thinking about. But what if this? And what if what if I get hurt? What if I can't? What if I instead of focusing on what he's already said and moving forward? And for you all who are listening, it's quite obvious this is a very different networking school podcast, and that is okay because I believe we all need this right now. This will be one you'll go back and listen to. So go ahead and put a star on it because right. you're going to have to listen to it again and again. So Danielle, you obviously, as we said already, and and we we don't even have time to go into all the details as to what a a blessing and what a connection, a a tremendously valuable connection you are to me and how my business, my life um, have changed since we connected. And I'd love to eventually tell the story of why we connected because I don't ever share this, but I remember listening to another coach in another conference and I heard you say something and I went and looked you up and then I waited forever to say yes, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> right. But what connections have played the biggest role in your life? Because, you know, connections are really, you know, are, are, are almost like cash. You know what I mean? They yeah, are, they are. They're, they're really important. So what big, what connections have made the biggest um, impact for you? All right. I'm going to go real deep on you. Okay. Connection to Jesus. How about that? Okay. Um, you know, I mean, seriously, my relationship with God is, it's everything. It's the founding principle of all that I am. And leading with my light is a big reason why so many people are attracted to me. So I would say that that is probably the most important connection that I've ever made. But I've had the opportunity to entertain genius on a consistent level from a myriad of different places, masterminds that I've been in, events that I've attended, um, I remember being on TV sh- on TV once and the other guests were like the bomb.com and I felt like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? So so from here, there and everywhere and, and to, to call out some specific um, connections for you, I would say, I think, I think I have five women that come to my mind like instantly. When I think about 
you know, T-Mobile used to have a, a campaign, the, your Fave Five. Yeah. And so when I think about my Fave Five connections that have changed my life, not just my business. Mm -hmm. um, the first one I would say is Janice. 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 <laughs> yes, I would say Janice. Like she, she's probably the numero uno of all of the women that I've ever met who loved me where I was while admonishing me to become who I was supposed to be. Wow, that's a girl. That's a friend. Yes, yeah, I would say Janice is definitely numero uno. A second would be my event manager, Tiffany Chalk. Yes. <laughs> Um, and you know our relationship into my life too, by the way. <laughs> Say that again. I'm so glad you brought these women into my life too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tiffany. I mean, we started out with her doing my events. I remember calling her at my wits' end, knowing I needed the the event support, but having been let down from event planners in the past, and right. giving her a shot, and then saying, you know what, if you don't piss me off, you'll be my event manager for life, which I did actually say to her. And today, she's a friend. You know. She, she and her husband are my me and my husband's marriage mentors. Yeah. Like so, just that connection has been humongous. Um, you know what? I can honestly say every client that I've ever worked with. Mm. You know, because because you're not just a number. You're not just a a payment that goes through every month in my life. Like you're really my. You know, we do life together. We yeah. we go into partnerships. So. I'll, I will allow you to represent all of the clients because I think I, I love the work that I do and I am blessed to have been able to connect with so many amazing women. And what's really cool, because I've been in business for a total of 13 years and there's a lot of people out in the marketplace that are doing it, many of whom worked with me. Yes. <laughs> Whether they'll say it or not, many of them have come and spent time, you know, with me helping them to, to figure out what this thing is going to be, which I think is really, really powerful. So those are just a few, but I I do not casually connect. I know. I am very intentional about the people that I let in my space and my energy. I will try you out. Like I'll give you that 15 minute intro meeting to see whether or not my spirit resonates with your spirit and if there is something deeper that can happen from that. Um, I you know, I've met a lot of sisters from another mister like i think about patrice washington i think about Gabriel franks lucinda cross doreen rainey all of those women powerful amazing in their own right women that i get to call friends like we're not just business colleagues but we connect interact we pray for each other like all of that stuff that you know where does this happen i mean are they are people praying for each other in corporate america at the highest levels like i don't know maybe they are but it it's all through that common thread of entrepreneurship, right? And yeah. recognizing that you have something to offer the world and then doing what you need to do to offer it to the world. I love it so much, so much. We could talk so much about that. But I do want to ask you, if you, could, if you can sum up your journey in one word, what would that word be? Surrender. I love it. I love it. Tell me more. Yeah, I think when I look back over every stage of my life, like I'm thinking back to 2015 when I stood on the stage at Unleash Your Incredible Factor and was like, I'm tired of being a one trick pony or whatever I said. And, and I yielded. Yeah. I surrendered my vessel to God's way. And then, you know, the next year I was in a relationship. I wasn't married yet, but I was in a relationship. And like just at every stage, whenever I throw my hands up and relent, 
I open myself up for God to do what he's wanted to do all along. It's almost as if those of you who are listening, God is on the sidelines and he's like head down, like watching his time. Like I would just move out of the way. <laughs> if they would just get out of my way and let me do what I want to do, then all of this crying and praying and all of that, because, you know, for those of you who are spiritual in nature that pray for the same things over and over again, yeah, you don't have to keep praying for the same thing. I forget exactly where it is in scripture. I believe it's in Mark, though. You only need to pray for it once. And after that, you move into praising. So you go from prayer to praise. And, but, but people are asking for it. Lord, can you please? He heard you the first time. Yeah. If he created the whole everything in seven days, do you really think he's hard of hearing? No, no. but you keep asking for it, which is a sign of not having faith. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, like, I, I'm on this journey to start a family, and I actually said to my life coach this week, um, maybe I'm too surrendered, because I'm not even thinking about it anymore. Like, I'm not even, like, I done prayed, I done snotted and cried over it, and I'm just... I'm believing that God is not a man that he should lie. And so he's going to do what he said and his word is not going to return void. So I don't need to keep talking about it. I've asked him to open my womb. I've thanked him for opening my womb. I've asked him to perfect my egg quality and all of this stuff. And he's going to do it. Yes. And I don't need to keep saying, hey, God, can you do this, please? You know what I mean? And so so I would say surrender is it's the thing. The more I surrender, the more I succeed. Oh, that is good. I never said that before in my life. But that is the truth. The more I surrender, the more I succeed. I love it so, 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 so much because I think people are stuck on strategy and they need to move over to surrender. And oh, Tish, girl, that was good. Girl, that was good. Yes. And I mean, and that, yes, absolutely. That's why shifted from unleash your incredible factor to breakthrough because you don't need more strategy you need to get out of the way oh my god that's right there look look (laughs) for those of you all who are listening i don't know if you've ever said anything like that elsewhere because i know you say you drop bombs often but our audience just got blessed because we don't you know we're we're looking for the next program the next this the next that and it I believe, and this is what, what God spoke to me just on Monday of this week. He said that the treasures are found in the presence of God. So we're looking everywhere for the treasure, and it's already been provided for us. We just need to tap into it through our surrender. And so that is so good. My goodness gracious. Well, because you need I know to make these episodes longer. Why did God be so short? I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm letting it go as a will. Okay, today. good. I'm like, cause I ain't ready. To, I ain't finished yet. I'm just <laughs> wrap this thing up. <laughs> so I do want to ask you because all of what you talked about, especially that surrender, makes us more successful. What are some of the the things from a business standpoint? that you think are secrets as it pertains to the way people are selling, the way that they're networking and the way that they're trying to grow their business right now. What is a secret that you would say has been beyond what you've already said, of course, that you would give to the audience today? Yeah, and here's the thing, Tish, I don't think that there are any secrets. I mean, not just because the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, but there's nothing new under the sun, but things that I think are working and working extremely well right now, um, from a sales perspective, since I know that that's your jam, it's, seeking first to understand inside of the sales conversation, like asking what is their current problem or situation, right? Like what's going on right now and 
helping them to discover the cost of that problem. Like how bad has it gotten and how bad will it potentially get if you don't solve this problem? So seeking first to understand and spending more time listening than speaking, I think is very helpful. And then after you've completely dissected the problem and the cost thereof, shifting the energy to talk about the possibility, the solution. Like, what is it that they truly want instead? Because what you do is you open yourself up to exposing the gap. Yeah. And when there's a clear gap, then we can start to talk about the bridge from the from one side to the other inside of how you're going to support them. Your your program, your product, your service is the, is the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that works extremely well. The second thing that I think is important to note is that the sale does not even start until you get an objection. Yeah. yeah. And the objection is a clue into the problem or the, the tape that is currently playing in your idol client's mind. Yeah. And so if you get the objection and you gloss over it, you've missed an opportunity to demonstrate why they should hire you. Mm. And most people, are afraid that they'll give the which is lack by the way because your well doesn't run dry if you're operating in genius Mm. but they're afraid that they'll give them the answer and then people won't need to hire them when actually the opposite happens you blow my mind so much and i'm like dang i got all of this in a free conversation what's going to happen when i actually invest in myself through this product or service Right. And so we, we are operating from a space of lack. And there's this mantra in the marketplace that says, give them the what and the why, but not the how. Yeah. I say, give them the how. Yeah. Because having the how doesn't get them the result. Sure it still requires implementation, responsibility, and accountability. And if yeah. they can't hold themselves accountable, they're not going to do it anyway. This so providing true. it to it only just makes you look like the expert that you are. Um, And then I think the third thing that I would say that I think really goes well inside of the sales conversation is have multiple ways for people to say yes to themselves through you. And I don't mean multiple products or services. Right. I mean, if your program is $24,000, don't let it just be that they can only give you $24,000. Maybe they can do 24 payments of $1,000. Maybe they can do 12 payments of $2,000. Multiple ways for people to say yes to themselves through you. If you are willing to open yourself up in that way, then more people will step into the gap that you create for Mm -hmm. them. I love that. So a couple of things that you said, number all the things you said were fantastic. A couple of things really resonate with me specifically because I didn't realize I was having this issue until I was not making any money, right? Um, So you said we have to take the time to listen to understand what that gap is. And I think that Many people struggle with, I know I was not the only one, but struggle with being so, you know, insistent on getting the sale that we miss what the real problem is and we're trying to solve the wrong problem in the first place. And what I realized was happening for me, Danielle, and it goes right back to the spiritual part we were just talking about, is that somewhere along my life, I had this story that I did not deserve the time it took to understand that. What I mean by that is, you know, when your mom is like, hurry up, you know, tell me what you need, or I don't have to have time, go away or whatever. I felt like, almost like I didn't, I needed to hurry up and explain to them how I could help them instead of listening and taking the real time it needed to develop the relationship, to really understand the problem, to understand the gap, to deal with that objection. 
Um, and I realized it was an issue that I had with my own, not even self-worth, but I just didn't think I deserved the, to take the time. Because yeah. if I, you know what I mean? If I went too slow, they were gonna get bored with me or something. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the first thing. The second thing you mentioned was that lack mentality, that scarcity mentality. And once again, God revealed to me that I was operating in such scarcity that I wasn't allowing room for anything more because I would sabotage everything right back down to right here because that's all I was believing in for because that's all I ever understood. Yeah. So when people are dealing with those issues, whether it be you know a, a tape that they're, they're telling themselves, and I mean the salesperson's position, mm -hmm. when they're dealing with the place of lack, scarcity mentality, how are they able, do you believe, to implement all of these things that we've been talking about? Because again, they're looking for strategy not realizing there's an underlying issue. What would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, you're never going to be able to sell beyond your own limitations around money. Wait a minute. I never said that. Please say that one more time. Either. Wow. Please say that again. You're never going to be able to sell your own limitations for money. Yo, that was good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Ah, uh, okay. So mm. here's what I mean by that. If you have everybody has a relationship with money right and so you know i talk about your inner seven-year-old from when we're born we're born as clear vessels of light we're born without fear we're, we're born in full faith and surrender we come into this world completely ready to change it and then we meet our parents right and you know and i'm and i'm not accusing your parents of anything i think that they did the best that they could with what they had but but their best has become your worst <laughs> Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. But it is what it is. Right. And so as a result of that, we grow into adults who are running the tapes that we took over from our parents. Right. Possessions is nine tenths of the law. And so whatever whenever you were first introduced with to money and typically that first introduction is not a positive one. It's because you want something that you cannot have. And therefore, you are now introduced to the fact that money doesn't grow on a tree out back or whatever the limiting and self-sabotaging belief that was told to you on multiple occasions becomes real for you in your life. You grow up with that unless you find, a, you find evidence to support the contrary. And most people aren't spending time looking for evidence to, den to denounce whatever it is that they've been believing, right? They're just believing that that's what it is. Like, I remember my mom used to say all the time, as soon as I get money, it's gone. Yeah. And I internalized that belief and I would get paid and not have any money. It was yeah. gone be because that was, until I decided to denounce, stop that belief dead in its track, dismantle it radically and give myself a new belief. That's when things began to change. So if you are unwilling as a salesperson and every, anyone who is listening right now under the sound of my voice that is responsible for managing the efforts of people in sales, you are doing those people a disservice if you are not getting them mindset and money mindset training as a function of being in a role inside of your organization. Absolutely. Now, I'm happy to have a conversation with you <laughs> about training said salespeople on money mindset, because right. if you want them to sell for you, you have got to remove their limiting beliefs around it because even though it's not their money, they will position it like it's theirs and they will hold back. So if you're best salesperson, whatever they're doing right now, think about removing the barrier based on debunking their mindset with money and watch their results triple quadruple 10x yeah just yeah. because you took the time to do money mindset work with them inside of their sales role within your company
I love that. Mind, mind blown if mind you would blown. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to, there's like, there's no way to get away from mindset. Mindset is 95% of everyone's success. Only 5% is skill. I can teach you anything you need to know, but you have got to have the right mindset and aptitude and willingness to be receptive and open to what it is that I have to share with you. I can teach you anything. But if you come with the wrong mindset, if you're closed off, then nothing I say to you, no matter how good it is, is going to create the impact that you say you want to see in your life. I love that. Um, And so that's the first thing. So for those of you who are listening that are salespeople, whether you're a salesperson inside of your own organization, because if you're an entrepreneur, you're also in sales, (laughs) or you have a job in a company where you are responsible for a sales quota, um, I would say trace the patterns. It's one of my favorite exercises to recommend to people. Get a sheet of paper and I want you to turn it horizontal and then I want you to number it in increments of seven, as high as your age. I want you to go back as far as you can, as close to one through the age of seven. And I want you to write down the things that you remember about money, how they were presented to you, what happened when you asked about it, if you got on punishment or in trouble because of it, I want you to do all of that. And then after you do that, then go through the seven year progressions because our life, our tapes, our life run in seven year increments, right? Seven is the number of perfection and completion. So every year we are completing one cycle and creating a new one every seven years. And so the cycles will repeat themselves. Like they'll be exactly as they were the last seven, unless you do work to radically dismantle those beliefs, those tapes that are playing. So once you trace the patterns, as Dr. Maya Angelou says, once you know better, you can do better. So once you know what the patterns are, you can begin to do the work to dismantle the patterns to be able to shift the reality. That's how I got out of my poverty mindset and became a millionaire because I was willing to do the work. I was willing to upset the beliefs. And what my parents said to me when they didn't think I was paying attention over and over and over again to the age of seven, because mm-hmm. I used to think you had to work hard to make money. Yeah. And because that every dime I made until I didn't believe that anymore, I made it the hard way. And so today I exist to show people that you don't have to work hard to make money. You just need to get into alignment. As the quote goes, um, if you believe you have to work hard in order to deserve the money that comes to you, then money cannot come to you unless you work hard. It is not hard work. Financial success or any other kind of success does not require hard work. It does require alignment of thought. So hard work will not make you millions. Alignment will. I love it so much. God, we could just drop the mic right there, but I won't because, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So real quick, because we do have to wrap up, talk on it, but, but do you remember, I don't know if you remember the dollar amount. Do you remember the dollar amount, my first big contract that you helped me to position the, the proposal for and everything? Do you remember the dollar amount I was going to Wasn't ask? Wasn't it 189000 well, that's what we ended up getting. But do you remember? Oh, what, oh, what you put on there. I don't remember what you put on there. Something like $40,000. <laughs> and we ended up getting six-figure accounts for, you know what I mean? Right. I didn't believe and didn't think it was even possible. And I'll never forget sitting in that conference room. I could see it in my head right now, sitting in that conference room. My knees were literally shaking. Mm-hmm. I was like, Darnell said, I need to ask for, you know, and then we ended up making more because they kept adding more to the eventual, you know, contract. Right. But mindset will take you from piddly, you know, $30,000, $40,000, which in all honesty, it's a lot of money to somebody for sure. Yeah. But nevertheless, I would have settled right there had I not known I could think bigger. 
believe yeah. bigger, do bigger, do differently. And I will always be grateful to you for that. So as we have to get ready to wrap up, I want to well, ask you. Well, we don't have to get ready to wrap up because it's your podcast and you can do it for as long as you want, ma'am. But if you would like to, I will be obedient and surrender. <laughs> I do have someone else I'm about well. to to. <laughs> So I do have to wrap up, but I know I know the answer to this. I'd love for everyone else to understand this. Who do you believe you are uniquely gifted to serve? Yeah, so I serve six-figure service-based entrepreneurs. My clients are most likely accountants, attorneys, consultants, and coaches. And they are doing okay. They're, they're making six figures, but they know that they couldn't stop at six figures even if they wanted to because they also realize that six figures is really small business poverty. Mm -hmm. And no disrespect to anyone who has just gotten to the six-figure mark. I applaud you for hitting the milestone. Only 10.71% of small service-based entrepreneurs ever do hit the mark. So I applaud you. But it's not enough to experience what entrepreneurship should afford you. And so in order to really get what it is that you want, I think at minimum you need a half a million dollar business because then you can pay yourself six figures because making a hundred, 125, $150,000, you're still probably only paying yourself 40 or $50,000, which means you've done a lot of work and increased your tax bracket to have a decent paying job. And that's not why you quit your good job right and so um and these mostly women but i do work with some men and i do not exclude myself from being able to work with men they they want more they want to be all that god has for them they're coming into a clear understanding and belief that who they are and who they are supposed to be is absolutely incredible and they want to remove the barriers and limitations that preclude them from being able to experience all of that in its fullness and so you know, they may come to me because they want to work on their business because they know that there's, you know, a deficiency in their marketing or sales strategy. But what they get is a transformation for their entire life. They weren't even expecting it, but they're so grateful that it happened because they didn't know that this is what life should be like. Mm -hmm. And uh, it brings me joy to be able to work those to work with those people every day. Oh, my goodness. If someone right now, because there are people who are currently looking for you, they just don't know it yet. Yeah. What types of phrases are they Googling right now? If they're trying to get the breakthrough you're talking about, what words are they using? Yeah, so they're probably saying a couple of different things. So they're probably searching for um, God in my business. They might be searching for small business strategy. They might be searching for... Um, some people I think aren't even saying I need a breakthrough in my business, right? Or stuck in my business. How do I grow my business? How do I scale my business? Those are the types of things that they're saying. Like I, I said, almost no one comes to me without a business problem. They come to me because although they're making good money, they know they're supposed to be making great, gigantic money. Right. And so that's what brings them through the door. And once they walk in, you know, we're going to right fit everything. Our first thing that we do is we have you take this detailed seven part assessment. It has gotten even worse. Well, not worse isn't the right word. It's gotten even more detailed since working together last so that we can figure out what the gaps are in your business's infrastructure. And then we create the plan that we're going to utilize to get you to where it is that you truly desire to be. So um, as the saying goes, we, we give them what they want and then we give them what they need and they want business growth strategy, but what they need is an entire life transformation. I love that. 
So how do these people who are currently searching for you and don't know yet that they can work with you, how do they locate you? What, what, how do you want the audience to reach you? Yeah, the best place to find me these days is nextleveleverything.tv. All right. I love that. And I just want you all to know what a um, tremendous honor and blessing and privilege you've just had being able to entertain Miss Darnielle Jerby Harmon, who says, and I believe it because I've experienced, we grow business, period. So, <laughs> so all been Darnielled. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. And I appreciate you more than you probably ever know. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcast. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic connections.